Welcome, welcome, welcome to Take a Seat, a virtual invitation to sit down, unwind, unpack and reflect. We are all about learning new things here. We are all about transformation and evolution. We are all about acknowledging that growth and healing sometimes requires a little bit of self-confrontation. And through all of this, we are all about recognizing how valid our feelings are and being somewhat reassured by the collectiveness of our shared experiences. This space is a reminder of how powerful, phenomenal, and magical you are, just as you are. It is so wonderful to be back here with you all. You are here with me, Dr. Brittany, also known as Brittany Tarsessa. My pronouns are she and her. I am a recovering people pleaser, a born-again boundary setter, and intermittently anxious gal. I am also a qualified medical doctor psychiatry registrar, which means I'm completing my specialist training in mental health, and I am currently in a phase of my life where I am trying to prioritize what aligns with me and shedding a past version of myself that seemed to be made for the consumption and use of others, particularly within a professional setting. Something about being an eldest child, an eldest grandchild, being a woman, and being part of a culture that really honours the collective, that has contributed to this huge sense of unworthiness, this feeling that I am never enough, and that has set me on this pathway of constantly trying to prove myself, where I have been constantly pushed onto these pathways with no directions and no signs, And the people that have pushed me there have kind of left me or they've raced ahead and then built a brick wall so that I couldn't continue down the path. Or if I continued down the path, then I would be extending this enormous amount of energy just to get through. And I might hurt myself along the way or I might accidentally hurt others on the way. And the reality is, I think a few years ago, I came to this point where the pathway was just too hard and I deviated off course, just initially temporarily. But the further away I got from this pre-made plan for myself, the more I realized that that was never a way that I wanted to go in the first place and that what was waiting for me on the other side of that wall was maybe not even something that I wanted, which all sounds very vague. (laughs) If I was going to be really specific, I would say things like, for a long time, I really wanted to be a leader. I wanted to be recognized as a leader. I wanted to be a front runner, a pioneer, someone who was the first in something. And then at some point I wanted to be a CEO. And I thought it was because I wanted to help others and I knew I had some really great skills that could push me into these roles. But the reality now is that that all sounds really tiring. (laughs) And I've come to realize that I still have a passion for helping others, but that I don't have to do that in the way that is expected of me and in the way that people want me to. It's been in the last few years that I have realized that if I do something that brings me joy, that I really love, that I am passionate about, 
that plays to my strengths and utilizes my skills, I will always end up helping people in some way or another. It might just not be the way everybody expects. (laughs) So I really realized that my sense of worthiness and value was completely beholden and dependent on my output. And that one of my main drivers that kept me on this path was that I thought it was the only way that I could do the things I was passionate about and was the only way that I could help people and contribute to my community. But like I mentioned before, the reality is if you are pursuing a path that aligns with you, that gives you joy, that plays to your strengths, then you will always end up helping people in some way if that's what you value. So I have been shedding, I have been molting, I have been redefining myself. (laughs) But if you also have been following me on social media recently, you will also know that I have been struggling a little bit, in particular with my current career path and some things happening at work, which has been a little bit of a struggle and which is why I needed to scale back on a few things, really prioritize my self-care and give myself some space and grace to really recover (laughs) or at least be in a better space so that I could do all those things that I enjoy doing. (laughs) So thank you to everyone that has been so supportive and understanding of this delay. I put a lot of pressure on myself to put a podcast out weekly. And someone reminded me that people who are really supportive will completely understand. And if there was anybody who wasn't happy with my delay, um, then that's really not my problem. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that sounds so mean to say. (laughs) But, you know, that's a them issue. And at the end of the day, I have to prioritize myself. And it means that I can come back and be better and it has meant that I have reevaluated, and I think my aim will be to put out something fortnightly instead, which is absolutely not a failure. Um, and I know that, even though sometimes it might feel like I've let people down or let myself down, that's just simply not the case. And it's just a reevaluation, a transition into something that is more in alignment with myself. So as I'm saying this, I'm saying to myself, yes. Absolutely. (laughs) We are all for what is in alignment with us. And that is just where I am at at the moment. So thank you so much to everyone who has been so patient. I really, really appreciate it. So as well as this period of shedding and molting, I have been transitioning. I've been reevaluating and reprioritizing and really checking in with my own needs and my capabilities, which is so important to do on a regular basis. And if anyone else can relate, I am manifesting a period of rest and ease for us ASAP. (laughs) And I know that even if we can't see it now, that there will be some sort of purpose or learning or opportunity for growth for this whole situation in the future. Even if we don't feel it right now, and even if we would prefer it to just be sorted, (laughs) I know there is something here for us and we just need to go back to basics, look after ourselves and keep doing the best we can. (laughs) So let's get into some questions from our beautiful followers. As always, remember that these are based off my own personal opinions and they are not affiliated with any organization or body that I am with. 
Also, remember that some of these discussions can be heavy, so always ensure to take care when listening. The first question is, how can we leave our work stresses at work instead of bringing them home? I feel you on this one. (laughs) Firstly, identification is key. If you do not know that you are bringing work stress home, then how can you address it? If you don't know that you are feeling down, maybe more anxious, a bit more tired, tense from your workplace, then how can you recognize how those feelings are impacting on those around you at home? There is also something oddly relieving about realizing when we are feeling a certain way and identifying that it is impacting us and just being able to name it can help reduce some of that stress in the first instance. There are a couple of things I think about when in reference to this question, both as preventative measures and then care measures for after we have identified something has occurred. In terms of our preventative measures, I am really thinking about maintaining and enforcing our work boundaries and also our routine self-care. Work boundaries, I think about saying no to free labour. Work, no matter how much you like or enjoy it, is something you are paid to do. It is a service you provide in exchange for money. For example, if your company is trying to improve diversity and wants your opinion, that is a consult. Pacific women are already behind when it comes to pay compared to other ethnicities and other genders, so your workplace can 100% pay you if they want your opinion or advice on something. As well as saying no to free labour, also start saying I'll think about it rather than yes to everything. (laughs) Evaluate and question your capacity before you jump on board something, such as heading the work social calendar question whether or not you actually have time, question or not whether or not you actually want to do this, question whether or not this is something that's going to bring you joy or it's something that you're actually going to benefit from if you're not getting paid. Don't just do it for the altruism, the thing that makes you feel good about yourself because you help someone else. Absolutely not. If someone is asking you to do something for them, they should also be giving you enough time to work out whether or not it's something you can do. If they're pressuring you, if they're delayed or something is late, that's on them for bringing it to you late. As well as saying no to free labour and saying I'll think about it rather than yes, physically leave work at work. If that is not feasible, have dedicated hours where you work at home or have a designated space. So when you leave that space, it's a sign to your brain that you can mentally shut off when you go. Also check in with your mobile or online work habits. For instance, only check work emails or texts during office hours and turn off your notifications when you're at home. Lastly, some other preventative measures include finishing work on time, wrapping up intentionally, for instance, maybe write a to-do list at the end of the day so you know that you can leave everything at work and when you come back in the morning, you won't have forgotten anything. Consider creating a transition ritual or end of work habit that helps you leave it behind and signals to your brain it's time to go home. For instance, listening to music on the way home or washing your hands, burning a candle, or it could be as simple as just changing out of your work clothes. Otherwise, general self-care tips that can be helpful for your mental well-being and help you leave things at work include things like getting outside and being around nature, prioritizing your sleep, 
and ensuring it's routine, which is something I'm still working on. <laughs> Journaling, could be washing your face, getting in some regular movement or walking, as well as setting aside time to interact with people you love and people you trust and doing things outside of work or home. If you find yourself in the situation where you realize that for whatever reason you are bringing work home, Firstly, recognize that you've realized this in the first place and acknowledge that that is actually a really good first step. If this is anything like the situation I've been in, I would always suggest to seek support, whether or not that's through your employers, upper management, or whether or not that's through family and friends. Communicating well with people at home, letting them know that there are things going on for you at work so that at least they know they can be a little bit more mindful of you as well. When it comes to employers or upper management, for myself, I email through to two of my supervisors. I was also thinking about them thinking, oh, they can support each other. <laughs> and so I emailed two of them, which meant that I got a meeting set up with one of them tomorrow so we can kind of problem solve together about our next steps. I also emailed some of the administrators so that we always have half a day of teaching on a Thursday afternoon. And so I emailed one of the administrators so that I could attend that over Zoom rather than in person because the thought of seeing people in person made me want to cry. <laughs> so if there's meetings perhaps that you can attend via Zoom, you could work out if there's any flexibility around that or you could work out if there's some flexibility for starting work earlier and leaving earlier depending on what's happening. I would also always recommend taking your lunch break, take your full time that you can, maybe move out of the office to have your lunch break and give your time to breathe and one of the other things I always do is look at my calendar and work out if there's anywhere that I can take leave and I emailed the person who does our roster to work out if there was any upcoming vacancies where I could take leave and know that I would be covered even if it was a couple of days or a week it just meant that I knew there was a break coming up that I could look forward to so if you have the ability to definitely see whether or not you could take some leave so you can give yourself something to look forward to and you know that there's a rest coming up. The last thing that I think about if you have found yourself in this situation is whether or not this is a turning point or a crossroads for you. If that perhaps whatever is causing this stress cannot be resolved, perhaps that is a sign that this place is no longer in alignment with your course or your pathway and perhaps you could start looking at other options or what else is out there. Maybe you haven't quite resigned yet but just starting that process of looking can help to make you feel a little bit better about what's going on for you. I would also recommend having a listen to Share the Elevator, the podcast. They have some beautiful wahine on their show who offer some tips and tricks and thoughts and discussions around work boundaries, about navigating the workspace and especially as a woman of colour. And the episodes that I listened to, I definitely took something away from them and I learned something from them, especially the free labour, none of that. <laughs> so definitely give them a listen if there's other things that you're thinking about. So to summarize, if you are trying to stop yourself from bringing work home, ensure you've got some general work boundaries and some good self-care routines in place. 
If you are finding that you're starting to bring work home or starting to feel a bit more stressed from work, check in with yourself and learn to identify if that's occurring and why. Have plans in place and maybe try and scale back on some things when this does occur and seek support from your employer because always remember that you deserve to have an understanding and supportive boss and be in an environment where you can ask for support and it be received. You also absolutely deserve to be in a place where you can hone your strengths and utilize your skills, feel safe and flourish professionally. The second question is, do you have any advice for handling difficult or tough work relationships and or potential bullying? This sounds really tough and I definitely feel you on the tough work relationships. Like before, identification really is key. Sometimes naming how you feel about someone or something really can help you diffuse your frustration. It also gives you an opportunity to do something about it. Secondly, check in with yourself. Why do they bother you? Is it something they're doing? Is it something they're saying? Or are they really mean? Are they creating more work for you? Is it possible there's anything you could have done that might have instigated this behavior? If you can identify the specifics, that can help further narrow down your next moves or help you work out where you can seek support. My situation is not bullying it, but in general, some of the things that I do is I limit interactions, which is totally normal. Remember that your work colleagues are not actually your friends unless you want them to be. I generally try to remain kind, but I also don't owe anyone details about my personal life. I don't like to share that with this person, and I also specifically don't ask them about theirs. If it's at all appropriate, you could always try and have a discussion with them and maybe voice your thoughts. It's not quite appropriate in my situation because the person that I'm having issues with is the person who also assesses me and marks my progress throughout this rotation, which is six months long. So my concern is that if I address it with them, then it will impact on my grades and my results. It's also important to try and focus on your positive relationships and try and have a little bit of a positive mindset, which can be really tricky. Talk to colleagues that you do enjoy hanging out with, interact with those who do make you feel comfortable and try and frame your language about the situation into things like, this is a challenging situation or this colleague encourages me to grow (laughs) rather than things like, oh, I hate work or I hate this colleague. For myself, I really find that my body and my mind really emulate whatever I'm saying aloud, whatever I'm thinking. So I try really hard to frame it within a positive context. Totally understandable if that's not something you're able to do. At the end of the day, if this is something that is really difficult, if this is impacting on your job or your ability to do your job, which includes your well-being, make sure you talk to a superior about it. Like I said before, you deserve and you have a right to a boss that is understanding, that displays empathy and that helps you out or can help you out or work through or problem solve with you when challenging situations arise. That is literally part of their job description so you are not being a burden for anyone to seek support in that way. Also, if you're a bit paranoid like I am, which nothing wrong with that, just ensure you document all of the interactions with this co-worker or the behavior that is occurring just so you have proof of what is being done and, and make sure that there's times and dates that go with that. You don't have to have video evidence, but having it in writing can be really helpful for your case. So in summary, this sounds like a really tough situation and I'm so sorry you're going through this. 
take some time to recognize what is happening, reflect on the root cause of this or what it could be, utilize your support network which also includes senior management if needed, prioritize your self-care at home, reinforce those boundaries at work and if it really is unresolvable and impacting on you really severely, again maybe also think about whether or not this is an opportunity to transition from the workplace into another area. I actually have three questions today because they're all really relevant to each other. So the third question today is, how do you navigate spaces where you are not necessarily wanted but are needed in a professional capacity? E.g. someone from a different department not wanting to work with you because they feel they don't need your specialty, but it is important that you are involved to support impacted people. This sounds really frustrating, but going back to this concept of free labour... Have you been tasked with this role and will you be paid for it? If the answer is no, then your answer is immediately no too. However, if you have real concerns, then I will consider taking it to your supervisor or your boss. I know I sound like a broken record when I keep saying this, but honestly, that is what they're there for. That's their job. Take it to your boss or your supervisor with clear outlines as to why this project would benefit from your involvement, why you would be an asset for this and raise some of your concerns and just make it really clear that you have support from your boss when you approach this person. If this project was always part of your role to begin with, then again, ensure you have that clear support from your boss regarding your involvement. The reality is, if that is the case, this person's opinion about whether or not you're there or not doesn't actually matter. And I mainly say this just so you know how important you are. You are obviously being asked to be there for a reason. You are in this role for a reason. You have been seen as an asset for this project for a reason. You obviously have the skills that enable you to support this work, which is why you are there. If one person cannot see that, that is a them issue. I just want to be really clear on that. (laughs) If it is impacting on your ability to work, I would encourage you to talk to them. Sometimes I like to come at it from a place of misunderstanding. Are you okay? I'm sensing there's some concerns here. Did you want to talk with me about it? Alternatively, you can just say to them, look, I'm here. I'm here to support this as much as you want to support this. Let's work together to make it as good as we possibly can. And at the end of the day, if you have talked to your boss or management, then you've got their backup anyway. So it doesn't really matter how they feel, you're there and they actually need to get over it. So just a couple of (laughs) affirmations, I suppose, around this situation, around the quality of your work, around the fact that you're an asset and that you deserve to be there and that you're there for a reason. And really, some people just have issues and they need to sort that out themselves. So we have learned quite a few things today about our work boundaries, about our general self-care, about really approaching the people that are paid to do what they do and supporting you, like our bosses and our managers and our supervisors, when we need support at work. We've got some reflecting to do. I still need to be doing some self-care, some reflections myself. I'm still problem solving in my situations too. So I'm really feeling for you if you're having problems at work. And I want to highlight that, yes, maybe think about this as an opportunity. Is this a transition period for you? Is this a crossroads? Maybe have a little think about that. You never know where your path might be taking you. (laughs) It may not be the predestined path that you got pushed upon. Maybe you've got something else for you. 
just ensure that where you are at the moment is still aligning with you. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for supporting and understanding me as I reevaluate and reprioritize my own well-being. And I hope you're okay with me adjusting to fortnightly releases. I mean, (laughs) I'm still going to do it, but I hope you understand. I kind of know you will. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you've been here. Remember, if you want to keep updated, please subscribe and follow. If you have loved this episode, want to see more or have any thoughts, then please let us know by leaving a review. And if you want any advice yourself or want your questions answered, please send them to takeaseat.thepodcast at gmail.com or give us a message on Instagram. (laughs) Cannot wait to see you next time for more. Have an amazing week and keep thriving.